It is time once again for Sports Central, brought to you this segment by Haven Coffee Roasters. And now to the center chair, Ryan Buckley. Thank you so much, Eric. Oh, wait, no, that's not Eric. <laughs> welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley, Neil Duncan, welcome. What's up? Welcome. It's been a while. I, I don't know that you and I have been on this program together in years. Yeah, easily. Actually, I think it was like right, literally a year. I think it was last year was the last time oh, me you were on the program together. Uh, were we? Yep. No, yeah, it was, it was right very, when I started. Very rememberable. Very, yeah, clearly. Very <laughs> I left memorable. a good impression. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's good news. What's What have you been up to since the last time you've been on the program? Well, I was on last week, so. Yeah, what have you been up to last week? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Not a lot going on. No, I, listen, I, I talked about it last week, and I've been talking about it, you know, when I'm on uh, Polk County Live here on mm. Tuesdays from mm. 7 to 8 a.m., um, you know me, I'm a football junkie. Oh, yeah. And my wife is about to be a football widow. Oh, okay. Um, I, I mean, we got a lot of stuff ahead of us here uh, <laughs> with Polk County Sports Marketing, and that's going to cut into it. Good thing my phone picks up games. Oh, but, yeah. But um, I'm so excited. Like, high school football has started. It has. College football, week zero. College football, week zero, can, can we underway. About, can we talk about this? It's week one. Why yeah, the, call the whole it week, week zero? Week zero moniker has definitely thrown people for a loop. Uh, and also, if you look on like ESPN, like how long week zero lasts for, it's like August 3rd to like September 5th. <laughs> it's it's a month. It's not even a week. It's multiple weeks. It's unbelievable. I don't know how you call it week zero. So I'm excited. Uh, you know, here on Sports Central, we'll talk about uh, a little high school football because that's, mm-hmm. that's back. They Absolutely. Kickoff classics were a couple weeks ago. Week one was last week. Uh, this Friday night, week two, uh, you start to see what these teams really have uh, and maybe how they're going to settle into their season. College football, and then what we, what we got week one. Do you hear that? Right as what we came on air, it, it's it's thunder and lightning. That is very disgusting. Tim, are you hearing that in there? Um, no, I no? don't hear a thing. No. Oh honestly. wow, no. that is kind of interesting. It <laughs> sounds an like there is large a thunder animal. happening. Yeah. <laughs> for another, for twenty dollars, I'll continue not to hear. It. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> There's right. a weather pattern in here that you're not experiencing on the other side of this, <laughs> other side of the door here. I know Florida's weird, but that's yeah, strange. front yard, backyard rain is what's happening in the studio. That is otherworldly right now, out of this world. You're right though with uh, the NFL uh, the following week, right? So you have. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Labor Day weekend uh, with college football, and then the following week, it'll be the start of NFL Thursday night, Rams-Bills, which is an unbelievable matchup. Um, and then obviously, you know, looking prior to that, you have the the Florida college teams that'll be playing. Yeah, and that was this. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> that was what the arm for this? There is some mystique going on in here. I don't know what's happening. Oh. Uh, but high school football? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is, we can get into high school football. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, uh, Winter Haven uh, had a big, uh, I think it was 21-6 to six lead at halftime over Kathleen. Mm. And Kathleen came roaring back, scores uh, 20 straight, and wins 26-21. Wow. Mm-hmm. What, talk about adjustments. So you have Massive Kat- adjustments that are made there. Yeah, so Kathleen, I believe they lost, and, and I don't know that it was real close in the, first, in the kickoff classic. Then they get Winter Haven. They're down big. They come roaring back. Uh, and they get to follow that up with tomorrow night with a rivalry game. The Bartow Yellow Jackets go to Kathleen to take on the Red Devils. Who do you got in that one? You tell me. <laughs> if it is the, of course, I haven't seen Kathleen, but I know no. what they did. They, they Again, they, they had the 
Golf Classic, and then they were able to uh, have a big comeback win there against uh, Winterhaven. Mm-hmm. Bartow got spanked last week. Yeah. Uh, 35 to 7 against Martin County. Tough out of the gate. Well, very good Martin County football team. Mm-hmm. C- cannot have turnovers. No. Let alone four of them. No. And you can't let good receivers behind you in the secondary because guess what? Yeah. That's six on the board. Uh, when they're so, even, they're leaving. Well, and that game was closer than, than what the score indicated mm-hmm. in the first half because um, they had two big plays. Yep. They go up 14 nothing. Uh, Bartow settles down a little bit, uh, get the ball back with about a minute left to go, cough it up right there at the five-yard line. Martin County punches it in. So instead of 14 nothing, in – Kind of calming down. Oh yeah, with a young Bartow team, it's twenty-one nothing, and then that's just difficult. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and to your point, it's tough when you're you're putting the ball on the ground or putting in the other team's possession. You're just constantly in uphill battle mode, mm-hmm. basically, for the rest of the game. So I'm sure uh, the Yellow Jackets will turn that around in week two, or at least pay closer attention to make sure they turn it around. You in know, week it's two. one of those games. It's a rivalry game, like we talked about, and a lot of times you can take the records and throw them out. Absolutely. Um, so being that it's week two, um, it, you have two teams coming in. Literally on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. Team came roaring back, got a win, and then Bartow. Uh, how do they respond? And that game in Kathleen, correct? Correct. That'll be at Kathleen yep. for that one. Yep. Good Lakeland stuff there. Christian uh, gets past Frostproof. I, th- I saw something. I think it was. Uh, what was the final score? I, I'm telling you right now. I I wanted to make a comment on this because I was reading it right before we started the show. Okay. Uh, th- thanks to our interns for you know working on the script, making sure we have some of this data and we're up to date. They were brutally honest about this game. A little bit. They they have absolutely uh, made sure we are not leaving a stone unturned in terms of how this game went. Well, this is a new crop, too. This, this is a new, new crop of interns. interns. First and one they've worked on. They did a fantastic job, did. Tim. I promise you. They did a really good job of getting this information. Go ahead. Read a few, a few yeah, of those. so this was not the best outing. <laughs> this is not the best outing for either sideline. <laughs> Bulldogs dominated the stat line. Vikings held to just under 100 yards of total offense. Lakeland Christian only had two big pass plays for 35 and 52 yards, so it looks like they were playing a shorter checkdown game um, or just unsuccessful in the long pass game. Despite the defense stepping up, Frostproof's offense was only able to score points on the opening drive of each half. It's a little Sports Center fun fact they had going right there. <laughs> um, and then a number of costly red zone penalties, special team mistakes from Frostproof. That allowed Lakeland Christian to get that 14-10 win. Uh, Lakeland Christian knows they'll have to step it up here in the coming weeks as well. And they'll face American Collegiate Academy tomorrow at 7.30 at home. Frostproof is going to go against Hardy tomorrow, uh, that uh, game at 7.30 in Frostproof. I would predict that Frostproof rolls in that game because uh, Bartow smacked Fort Meade around in the kickoff classic, and then Fort Meade last week smacked Hardy around in their their opener for the season. So uh, just a lot of parody that's happening on the high school football side. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, very excited. I may but, I, I may just I may not come in the rest of the next few weeks. No, this might be it. This might be it. Well, don't, well, at least stay here for the next segment because when we come we'll back, see. we're going to talk a little bit on the collegiate side. Focus on some. Wait, of our, isn't there a game tonight? What on the collegiate College side? Football? College foosball. We'll tell you about that game when we come back on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. And we are back once again in Sports Central. This segment brought to you by Life Floor. Back over to the other side with Ryan and Neil. Did you hear it? Ryan Neal. Ryan. <laughs> I heard it that time. It's, it's- 
It's actually my. That's your real name. It's my real name. It's not. Is it Ryan and Neil, or was it Ryan Neil? Ryan Neil. Are you in trouble? Yeah, I know. It could be. (laughs) Welcome back to Sports Central. Ryan Neil here. Talk Radio 96.7. Tim in the studio. Appreciate you, Tim. Um, College football. I did confirm. There are three games tonight. What are those games? Those are top 25 teams in those three games. Yeah, Central Michigan at Oklahoma State. That's at 7 o'clock. FS1, West Virginia versus Pitt. That's an old rivalry. That you know, that the is. Old Big East days. Um, Pitt's ranked 17th in the country, and then BMI gets paid a lot of money to go get beat by Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. What's the spread on that game? Like 30? 31. Yeah, I was going to say. Me, I thought it was... 31 and a half. Man, you didn't say the half. Tomorrow night, Western Michigan at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State ranked number 15. I, I don't like... Okay, I do like coming home from a high school football game, and there's you know, part of a college game left. Yeah, absolutely. Playing, but I don't like college games going, competing with Friday Night Lights. Right. Like, leave Friday alone. Leave Friday. Yeah, leave it out of there. That's for high school. Right. I completely agree. Okay. I completely agree with you on that one. Maybe strongly worded email to the NCAA. <laughs> yeah. Sure, they get a lot of those. Probably deal with probably an inundated amount of them. NILs is probably what the, <laughs> yeah. uh, most of them are. I can only imagine. Only imagine the stuff they're getting. Well, and speaking of college football, uh, our local team, our Southeastern University Fire, they started off the year, they're, I guess, on fire, 54-13 to 13 win at home against North American University. Lights just flickered. Did you see? Tim, I'm, did I flicker for you in there? I'm glad you uh, saw that, too. Yeah, I saw that, too. It is kind of interesting because, like, we know it's bad weather right around us, but to not actually see what the weather looks like is daunting. It is a little That is kind of an interesting Listen, one. Listen, I'm just happy y'all saw the lights flicker as well because I was like, oh, boy, here I go. What's happening? I'm going. Oh, no. Oh, going. no. I've seen this play before. <laughs> yeah, what is going too, on? I've seen too many movies like that, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see Florida State won? They did. They're off undefeated. Four, 47 to 7. And everybody's like, oh, it was Duquesne. That's true. But guess what? 1-0 and for the first time since 2016. Yep. And they haven't been beating those teams that they were supposed to beat, like, and Duquesne. boy, do you have a tough matchup this upcoming weekend. It's the same. Duquesne, LSU. Identical. What's the difference? feel like you're playing the exact same school. So this is a no-win situation for Florida State. because what's Why gonna, is that? Well, they go out and win the game, and then the whole SEC nation says, well, LSU's not good right now. So you think no matter what, it's going to come down to either if they win, it's LSU's just not sharp. Mm-hmm. And if they lose, it's oh, Florida this Florida State team is just terrible. horrible. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a no-win situation on Absolutely. that front. But Absolutely no-win situation. But I will say this. I, I think that that game's either really close if Florida State gets a win mm-hmm. or LSU comes out and just smacks Florida State around. Yeah. And there's – I'll tell you what. Like, out of the – I know everybody's focused on that Florida State-LSU game. Utah-Florida – is mm. going to be quite a game. Jalen Glover from Lake Gibson coming yes, back. Yes, coming back to Florida. I hope number look, seven ranked look, Utah. He was a cheat code in high school. Okay, yeah. he was. You put the cheat code in, and then he ran like Barry Sanders, and he ran mm-hmm. like he was unbelievable. I hope he goes into the swamp. And I, hangs I know 50 where you. On I was gonna say I know where you stand on this I one. I yeah. hope they hang fifty on the. I'll take a lot of people are picking Utah as that fourth team to make the college football playoff. That's been a very recurring theme among experts is that they are going to find a way into that college football playoff, which will be interesting. I want Jalen Glover to stand at midfield and say, this is why I didn't come here and why I went there. Stake the flag into the ground. 
a Utah Ute into the ground. This flag. is another reason why I get excited about college football because I can unleash the rage. Yeah. Towards the Gators. Absolutely. Are you a Gators fan? I am not, but before we start getting angry calls, I am not a Seminoles fan either. Oh, who's the team? Uh, we got I, him. I don't have one. I'm about as neutral on college sports All as right. a human can be. That well, a... I've been <sighs> a long time Florida State fan, and of course, my kids over at USF. So yeah, for the absolutely, Bulls too. absolutely, both. So um, I need one of them to do something this year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just makes the fall a little more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I am a Miami Hurricane fan. I'm a fan of the U, along with uh, Gerald in our office. And okay. So glad. Good you, opening round. Glad game. you said that because last week we were. Talking, everybody's like, "Ooh, the U's back, the U's back." Absolutely, so I, every year. I invited Gerald, but he said he would already he had already gone in the house, so he didn't hear this part. I don't know mm. if I believe that. I invited any Miami Hurricane fan to call in and give me three reasons why the U is in fact back. Because until I actually see it, mm. I will not believe it. Because we've heard it for ten years. Yeah, but this year's different. They're back this year. They're absolutely back. I've this heard year. that for nine years. Absolutely back. Great recruiting class. Uh, a punter who looks absolutely like a mythological creature. He, he really does, actually. <laughs> if he, you had to describe him, like he, you're like, oh, name? like I'm looking for this guy. What does he look like? I would be flabbergasted as to how to tell you to find this man. He is uh, to Miami what Janikowski was to Florida State back in the day. Yeah. Right? Yes, it's actually a very good, uh, it's a good comparison. Well, he's from, uh, what's it called? He's from Australia. Yeah, he's from Australia. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. It's okay. It's okay. But But he's all tatted up and he's like enormous, right? Yes. Yeah. Like like he looks like, I I thought when they announced they signed him, he was going to be a linebacker. Yes, exactly. Absolutely incredible. So that doesn't, it doesn't tell me, why is the U back? Because they have a really good punter? Amazing punter. Special teams wins games. Well, if you want a lot of game film for the NFL, go to Miami because you're going to be punting quite a bit. They do punt quite a bit. But I think, I don't know. I, I You know, it's interesting this year. You're not taking year, the bait, are you? No, no, no. I'm going to power right through it. It's interesting <laughs> this year because a lot of those top teams are playing each other early on too. Sure. Um, like I'm trying to think. Um, there's a couple good, like in the SEC in particular, there's a couple good, like, opening, not week zero, but week one kickoff games. Oh, no, you've got, you've got some great games. you got Oregon and Oregon, Georgia. Georgia, that's what I was thinking. That's the Chick-fil-A kickoff, three. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cincinnati, Arkansas, those are two top 25 teams. Uh, you got Utah, Florida. Florida outside of the top 10. In fact, Miami's the only team that's ranked from the state. But the mm-hmm. big one is uh, 730 on ABC that Saturday, number five, Notre Dame at number two, Ohio State. Yeah, that is going to be a big one. That's going to be an absolutely massive one. Did you watch the Manti Teo documentary? No. Did you see that? Did you see that, Tim, at all? It's on Netflix? Uh, I did not know. I think I was using Netflix to watch, um, what was the latest cartoon they've got on now? The latest cartoon and they I, have I, on I now. I see the phone lighting up, so I might have I hit a nerve with some Miami Yeah, let's fans. see. I'm eager eh, to see what's right. happening here. Maybe yeah. we just lose the call. That's fine. There's too. also a flashing light that has got me totally distracted. Now it's off. It was going on. I swear it was going off. It means the phone's nonstop. ringing. Yeah. And cross, totally. I'm like a cat distracted me like crazy. That's more lightning. <laughs> was that a Miami fan? Um, If they were, they'd said nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got, oh, could have been. Oh, Very so, well could have been. So that was their point. They had zero of three things that I asked for. Yeah. I just pick up the phone. I don't make appearance. Right. <laughs> By the way, breaking news that happened right before we got on the show. Um, 
in the NBA, so totally switching topics here, Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, a lot of talks that he would not be back with the Utah Jazz, uh, but once they kind of passed Summer League, some of the free agent signings, it was kind of, okay, well, he's going to be back for another year. No, Danny Ainge has shipped him off uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is massive news in the NBA world. That is going to really create some opening there for Utah, clear up some cap space as well. Um, and really, they, all they gave up were, you know, a couple draft picks. Um, but they're also, if you look at the return they got, Laurie Markkinen, who was a high draft pick, Colin Sexton, a high draft pick, and then, ready for this, Cleveland's unprotected first-round picks in 25, 27, 29, and pick swaps in 26 and 28. That is seven I'm, I'm years sorry, away <laughs> they have a first-round pick. Um, so pretty crazy stuff there, but... A really good move, uh, probably for both teams. Yeah, you know, for Utah, clear up a lot of cap space, get a couple young guys back, um, and get some draft capital that they can probably push off here in the future. So, yep. Danny Ainge is an architect; he doesn't know how to set up a team. But we saw that come across right before we went on. That'll be an interesting signing for them. Uh, what do you got? I see you, you have something pulled up over there. No, you no, no. You at. were just you were talking about uh, southeastern schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I went on here and looked. Uh, Warner started the season zero and one. Took. Kind of took it on the chin, forty-four to seven, uh, against Kaiser University, and then this Saturday they will be in Pensacola taking on the University of West Florida. Uh, Weber started out with the win. Oh, nice! Yeah, thirty-five to ten over uh, Lincoln University, and they will be on the road uh, at Cumberland University this Saturday. Um, so. Nice. And we've had Coach P on uh, the TV show and radio show before over at Weber. He does a fantastic job. So hats off to him for an undefeated start to the season. Yeah. Fantastic. Only going to build momentum on that one. Just, just put the balls away. Put, that's it. 1-0. 1-0. Call, call it a year. Dunzo. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Go ahead. Hang it up. Cancel all the rest of the games. Go from there. <laughs> well, when we come back, love college foosball. But we're going to switch it up. There's a lot of current things going on with Tampa Bay Rays. Boy, are they climbing back up to the top of the AL East. The fact that they're, what, seven, six, seven games? That's it. And the the New York Yankees are dropping like flies right now. So we'll give you a baseball update and a local pro team update when we come back here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. We are back for the third segment of Sports Central, brought to you by Inside Edge. On the other side of the glass, Ryan Buckley and Neil Duncan. Well, thank you so much, Tim, and welcome back to Sports Central and Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan, Neil, and Tim, listen, you never know. You know, you start talking about some sports, start talking about some of our, our colleges and, and who's around town. You never know who's listening in. We were fortunate to have a fantastic listener listening in who was like, no, I need to call. I need to talk a little bit more about the program. Well, he knows more about the fire than we do. Much more. Much more on the, and he's on the inside, so you can give us some good insights into the program. Athletic Director Drew Watson. Drew, thank you so much for your time and impromptu joined the program. Hey, no problem, guys. Good to good to be here. I'm going to start off by saying that uh, you don't have enough to do uh, in your job if, if you're sitting here listening to uh, myself and, and Buckley. <laughs> Well, I'm on, I was I'm winding up today, you know, headed home, and I, I'm listening to 14:30. I'm like, I know those voices. You know, yeah. yeah. So sure enough, it's you guys. So those are the same ones. Are you talking about some football? The same ones usually give you a headache, or the ones that like you look down and you start like scratching your forehead, like, oh my god, these two again. I bear, I have to work with them <laughs> up there in the day. Now I got to hear them on my commute home. 
Um, never, never. <laughs> Drew, talk to us a little bit. We, you know, we we talked a little bit in the last segment about the opening uh, to the SEU football season. Obviously, a really good result at home. Talk a little bit about what that experience was like, not just for the team, but obviously for for the entire campus as football's back uh, in Lakeland. Well, it's exciting to have football back. You know, we've got a new coach in Adam Wall, mm-hmm. and so this is the beginning of the Wall era. And so, uh, you know, he got his first win as a collegiate head coach, which is really exciting for him and his staff. Uh, you know, they're doing a great job in transition from Coach Rivas, uh, who, who did a great job, but as you know, had to leave for health reasons. Uh, but it was, it was an exciting night. We had a, we had a break in the weather. It was, it was actually cool, uh, a little bit overcast, but, uh, but, but cool, uh, you know, just, just uh, cooler than it's been at that time of the night, 7 o'clock kickoff. But, and we hosted North American University, had a, had a crowd of just over 2,000 awesome. in attendance. Uh, over 800 students came out, oh, wow. uh, and a large amount of them were freshmen. So uh, really excited about the, the, uh, the passion, the fire, if you will, uh, for, <laughs> uh, for our football team as we took the field for the first time. So obviously a big win for, for the program, and it's fun to have them back out there. So you... You talk about what what was it, eight hundred students there, and I know that's been a real focus to bring this football program in. Some years ago, was uh, kind of you know a rallying point or that that atmosphere, if you will, that that quality of life for the student on campus. Uh, that seems to really be uh, taking hold. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, when we started football, you know, obviously when you start a program of that size, you're looking at revenue. You know, you're looking at okay, what's What's football going to bring to the to the campus as far as the sports program? But you know, is it going to be a, a net net gain or a net loss for us? How can we make it profitable? And what we found out as we did some research uh, with other universities was that uh, that that having a football program not only obviously boosted enrollment in student athlete population, but it boosted general enrollment mm. because kids want to come to a to a university that has football, and uh, and we've seen that. You know, we, we've seen uh, you know, our student body has been very excited about our program. And as I said, we had a great turnout first game. So, you know, hoping that continues. Sometimes it wanes with, you know, uh, you know weekends where there's a lot of stuff going on off campus or, or people or, or a long weekend where the kids have Monday off so they want to go home. Uh, but we've, we've seen by and large that uh, football has brought us you know, a lot of passion at campus, and, and the kids come out and, and support us. And I think there's been a misconception for years that if it's not Division One, it's not good football. And that's just so far from the mm. truth. It, mm-hmm. it, and, yeah. and you guys have seen that as well. You've been dominant for years. Well, we yeah we've we've had uh, we've had a lot of people that ex- have expressed that they'll you know they'll hear about fire football coming out for a game and and just be shocked at at uh, the level of ball and, and you know obviously we've had some success but but you look around the sun conference and you you see you know kaiser last year when we beat kaiser down there they were ranked sixth in the country undefeated mm. and so it's not just southeastern it's you know there's a lot of teams in the sun conference and warner's got a new coach uh you know i hear he's doing a great job you know weber as you just mentioned started out with a win um you know but but it's interesting that you know when when you talk to coach wall you know, coach has, has been at, at West Point. He was at Pitt. You know, he's been at Division Division One stops at I think three of them. And you know, and when you when you hear him talk about the Southeastern experience, he says, 
you know, I've been on a, a lot of D1s that don't do what, what we do here for, for game day experience, mm. you know? And so, so that's, that's, that's always something good to hear from somebody who's been at that level because we've believed that for eight years, you know, when you've got, you know, 30 foot flames coming off the top of the scoreboard and, and a legit intro where the, where the team runs up, you know, through the helmet, through flames onto the field before every game. I mean, that's something that I think, you know, guys look at as they're looking at Southeastern and really get excited about. Well, I mean, you can be excited about that, but we actually do that for all our staff meetings at Sports Marketing, so maybe you should pick up your game a little bit. We had an interesting conversation with the fire marshal last week. <laughs> I was not very happy with the, the setup of that. Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. Um, oh, well, didn't, didn't you have an, have an incident with one of our uh, dragonflies at, uh, the soccer, at soccer exhibition? You know what I'm talking about. So uh, what his, else can you? So what else can you tell us about <laughs> Southeastern <laughs> Athletics? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's legit. Do you think we man. went to I break mean, or something? <laughs> yeah, I think we went to break. Didn't we go to break? Uh, but no, no. You, you guys. Uh, you know, I'd say anyone listening out there has not been to campus for a football game. And you need to get out there. I mean, we've been. This is our ninth year, and uh, it's just a just a great family friendly atmosphere and uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I can echo that, Drew. I mean, the not only is it a fun experience once you get to the stadium, but the product on the field has been just so fun to watch each and every year. So not only you're going to have a good yeah. time in the stands, you're going to watch an amazing team that plays on a consistent yeah. base, basis. You know, from the community side, if they wanted to find out more information, schedule, how to get tickets, I know you guys have some theme nights or some different things you're doing across some different home games this year. Where do they find that information? Where's the best place to go? And that information is at seufire.com. And if you click on football, you'll find a schedule there and, and uh, how you buy tickets. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? One other message to the listeners. It's not just the football team. You're talking about a, a defending national championship baseball team as well. Just a lot of good programs across the board that you guys have over at SCU. A true testament to you and the, obviously the coaches over there and what you guys have been able to do this past year. has been amazing stuff. Well, I appreciate it. We've got great coaches, and obviously you mentioned baseball. I mean, how exciting is that? Oh, have, yeah. You know, a national championship baseball team for the second time in four years, and a wrestling national championship again last year, and a, another track national championship and an individual meet. You know, so you know it's it's really exciting. We're, we we love what we do. As as you mentioned, you know, when I when I first got on, it's <laughs> it's a busy time of year. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, when you look at the you look at the student athletes and and what they're trying to accomplish out there, it makes the work a lot a lot easier to bear for sure. Well, Drew, you asked how exciting was the uh, national championship, and my response is, I don't know. I wasn't invited to go out there and celebrate oh. with it, but it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Geez. It's fine. Don't worry oh, about boy. it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh-huh. Oh, did we go to break again? That's how we're going to end this segment. We're going to go to break because <laughs> yeah. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is incredible. Uh, no, Drew, we, we definitely appreciate your time calling in very impromptu, but we definitely appreciate the update and keeping us posted on not just fire football but fire athletics. I think we, Neil, we might need to open up like a banner producing company with the amount of banners they're going to have to produce this year, lift up to the rafters. Could be an opportunity for us to make some, some side money. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Drew, seriously, though, congrats hey. on all the success you guys have had, and we wish you nothing but the best here in this upcoming football season with all the other programs as well. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir.
great conversation. What yeah. a great guy. Oh, and just listening in, he's like, I'm going to call in, give some edu- edu- oh my, I was about to say education. Some education, education on Listen, some upcoming uh, athletic programs. What I'm more impressed by is not him calling in because we know what kind of a great guy he is. Oh, yeah. But the fact he was even listening to us. That, I know. That, That's that, a true testament. That warms my heart. True testament. Well, when we come back, it's going to be really tough to top. <laughs> but we're going to do our best. That's all I got right here on Sports Central. <laughs> Talk Radio 96.7. Fourth and final segment of Sports Central is on right now. Brought to you by the folks at Camp Margaritaville. We've got Ryan Buckley. We've got Neil Duncan. It's all them. Take it over, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tim. Welcome back to Sports Central on on 96.7. Ryan, Neil, and Tim. Tim, appreciate you, man. It's good to see you. Been a while. Got, really last, oh, I guess you're going. Got oons, the rave oons, thing going oons, over here. Oons. Yeah. <laughs> we had the flashing lights earlier. Oh, it was so. incredible. Yeah, it was like a strobe effect in here, out of this world. Um, that was so nice of Drew to call in. It's good talking with him. Yeah, absolutely. Really good talking with him. Over there, and uh, you know, we talked to, talked about it before. Record your favorite Division One team if you want to. Go oh, yeah. check out local college, high school football, whatever it is. And then go home and you know, turn your notifications off, and you can go home and watch it. But those uh, games are—they are so much fun to watch. And it kind of has like that. It, it, I mean, because Southeastern is a smaller school, but it does have that like really cool, intimate feel. Mm-hmm. Like when you're at the games, and they do a great job on the game entertainment side—the the intro video, the hype video, the entrance, like the whole thing is really cool, immersive fan experience. So, really interesting to see. The opposite of that is sure. if you go to the Trop. Even though the team is oh, good, well, what, I'm just being what honest. a build up to that! I'm just being honest. <laughs> Man. But what is astounding to me? Yep, I, I don't even understand this. Be careful! I know where this is going. Just be very. I'm a big Yankee fan, so we got to be careful. There is twenty nine, no, thirty three games left in the season. Correct. Okay. Yep. And about a month ago, the Yankees were ahead by about four hundred fifty two games, and they only play one hundred sixty two. <laughs> yeah. They were absolutely dominant. The Rays are within six games of the Yankees in the American League. You want to talk about a team. That thing was almost 20 games. You want to talk about a team that has absolutely looked vulnerable since the All-Star break, the New York Yankees. Mm -hmm. They play the Angels last night. They're up 2-0. They lose 3-2 against a team that they should have probably, I would argue they should have swept out in L.A. The Rays are 8-2 in the last 10, three-game win streak. And playing at home in the trap against the Yankees, who are limping to Tampa from a West Coast trip. Think, no think about this. It's, no bueno. Is it a three-game series or a four-game series? Uh, that I think series it's a, is... Oh, today's September. Yeah, because it's the first, first game in September for them. It's three. It's a three-game series. But most of the um, series right now for the Rays, they're all divisional. Like, it's it's Yankees, Red right. Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays. Like, it's literally all division games. a bunch games of games against the Blue Jays. But think about mm-hmm. this. this. Which, that's the big thing. Think about this. If the Rays sweep this series, which is very much a possibility, it's, it's in play. The Rays are three games back in the division. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy thought, and you know the the division itself. Like if you look at the wild card, oh yeah, it's super good. tight, right? Obviously, Seattle's playing very well. I'll tell you a team. The playoffs is basically the American League East. I will tell you a team that nobody's talking about. They haven't gone away. Is Baltimore. They have not faded. They're two games out of yeah, a wild two, card they're spot. Two, they're two back. Toronto, not looking too great. 
Minnesota's only three. Telling you this, it's I've seen crazier things, but that Baltimore team is right in the thick of it, and there's a lot of divisional games left. What it's gonna be very interesting? To what see. is the storyline if the Rays? And I don't think they're going to because there's what did I say, 33 games, yep. and six games back. So the math doesn't really work for that. But what is the storyline? The implosion of the Yankees or mm. the unbelievable season of the Tampa Bay Rays? I think it's probably the narrative is going to be the first. However, it should be both. I think it should be. I think it actually more is the second because if you think about it, the Yankees at one point it was like this team is superhuman. Record they're not losing, pace, yes. right? They're not. I mean, they're not losing. They have the MVP of the American League on a contract year, wildly, and they they really didn't have too much of a weakness other than you could argue maybe some infield positions like second base, shortstop, and catcher, and honestly. They tightened up those positions. The relief pitching was doing great. couple injuries along the way, but with the Rays on the opposite side at one point, 17 people that were on at one point on the injured list, you're basically playing people just so that they can get healthy. You're just seeing a team who's recovered. They've gotten a little more healthy. They've gotten better pitching, and they're finding more consistency. I think the Yankees, it was they're just in a slump, and it's more noticeable. Because if you look, the last 10 games, the Yankees are 6-4, and four, mm-hmm. and they swept the Mets in a two-game series. So it's not like a terrible outlook. They're just more noticeable because they split with Oakland and they just lost against the Angels. At the start of the season, they would have been on a seven-game win streak. I think it's just like a... You know, I don't even know if it's a slump. I think they're just returning to normalcy more than anything. I think the Rays are finally healthier. So they're just playing a lot more adequate, playing a lot more better. But I think the story still and shall continue to be, as long as the Rays somehow keep pulling this off, the amount of money they don't spend and the amount of money... That the Yankees spin, yeah, the Red yeah, Sox yeah. spin, and the Dodgers spin. I mean, the Rays have what the seventh best record in baseball. Yep. But you look at the uh, the the ball clubs in front of them. Dodgers. Yep. Big bankroll. Absolutely. Houston, the Mets, yep. Atlanta, the yep. Yankees, St. Louis. Yeah. Like no, they're not even close. And I would argue. I know that some people might defer to this. I don't know who. It's the toughest division in baseball. Toronto, yeah, mm-hmm. Toronto stacked up in the offseason, and they have a very good team. Baltimore is two games out of a wild card spot. Tampa's leading the wild card spot, and the Yankees are first in their division. So you right now have two out of the three wild card spots are AL East teams in the AL, and then you have your your team that's leading. How funny though, if you take a, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, that we would at this point in the year be like, well, Boston is just trash. Like I did not, I personally did not think that. I didn't, I didn't think they would do necessarily well, but I didn't think Baltimore would be in a, a wild card spot. And you would look at Boston and say, "Well, they're just kind of packing it until next year." Absolutely bewildering on that front. And unfortunately for the local connection here, speaking of packing it in for next year, Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hate it. I no. do, and you know, they they bring a lot of great impact to this community year round Absolutely. and all that, but. We knew it would be a rebuild. I think there's a lot of frustration with this team this yep. year because this was last year maybe they overachieved mm-hmm. and people thought, okay, 22. Yeah. This team's really going to turn the corner and it mm-hmm. just has not materialized. And a lot of top prospects that were finally coming into the fold, like a Spencer Torkelson and some others yep. that were getting some time in the big league club. Yeah. They may lose 100 games again. Yeah, well within the realm of possibility. And, and bear in mind, too, obviously moving on from um, Alavila as well. Yep. So in a, tr- a transition period in the midst of a transition period is kind of a, a 
you know, a move this, within itself. But a good, I, you know, the move. magic. Oh, absolutely. I remember years ago the whole thing with Dwight Howard. Oh, I gotta get rid of him. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. And I said, I'm not smart by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, you're a smart guy. No, no, no. don't don't cut yourself. Be careful what you do. Or, you know, the old be careful what you wish for. You just, just might, might get, get it. it. Oh, yeah. I don't know that they've been in the playoffs since they got rid of Dwight Howard. You know, the problem of the of yeah. the program. Yeah. Well, they haven't made a playoff run, right? I mean, like they've, when they go in, it's a quick first round gentleman sweep. It's typically been the, the forte a la right. when they played right. Toronto, I believe, three years ago, two years ago. The bubble, I wouldn't really count, but three but years ago when they had that run. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I said it incorrectly. You're right. They no, 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 but you're, you're accurate, though. I mean, run. I wouldn't even really, you know, eight seed getting in just to kind of. Hey, thanks for stopping by. You know, that's what they, call, they call that the drive through playoffs. Ago, they won the championship. They win the championship. They win the championship in the buble. Um, but it was a good a good season for them, and they continually find good draft prospects and product that wind up playing down here in Lakeland. So it is cool to see mm-hmm. those prospects play down here, and then eventually, if they don't play for the Magic, you know, they could play for a different team in the NBA. It's cool to see them while they're in the market. I think in the next couple of years, you see the Magic, the Orlando team. Get back into playoff contention. Yeah. I think you also see the Tigers turn the corner and and start to really uh, mm. laser in on getting back to the playoffs and then those World Series runs like we saw. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Eight ten years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too with um, I, I'll speak on the Magic front. I I think they've stockpiled such good young talent that eventually you have you kind of get to a decision where it's like, all right, am I going to offload this player and go land the superstar? Am I going to get some draft picks? Am I gonna, like you kind of? They're in that mode where they have good pieces. They just need like one or two more right. positions. Tigers are probably in somewhat of a similar spot. They have a lot of good young pieces, good young core that they can just continue to develop. Um, so we'll see if they're able to continue to build upon that. Um, I know we're coming to the end of the segment, but I think we wanted to get in maybe one or two events that are coming up um, Labor Day and the upcoming week. Yeah, we got uh, sorry Waba Fall Slam coming up the September second through the fourth. We also have the NSA Labor Day Classic uh, softball that'll be over there at Christina Park, and then we have the Sunshine State Athletic Conference volleyball that's September 9th and tenth over there at the Advent Health Fieldhouse. As always, you can go to visit CentralFlorida.org for a full list of events of things going on or CentralFloridaSports.com. But uh, there's always something going on. It's bringing dollars into this community, and oh, we're yeah. happy to have it. I know. Hey, it was good to see you again. I'll see you tomorrow in the Very office. Good to see you again. See you tomorrow in the office, bright and early. Actually, okay. hey, you want to join us in the office tomorrow? Tim, you coming to the office? He said, oh, oh okay. Well, maybe next time, Tim. Uh, well, for Tim in the studio, for Neil Duncan, pleasure pleasure having you on the program. Now. Pleasure glad having to be you. Here. Pleasure glad having you. Just glad to be in your presence. <laughs> Ryan Buckley, thank you so much for Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7.